Podcasting from a sex-writing cave somewhere in the middle of the internet, this is The Smutlancer Show, a weekly podcast where we discuss writing about sex and getting paid to do it. The Smutlancer Podcast is hosted by Kayla Lords and Molly Moore, two sex bloggers who have more ideas than they have time in the day. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. The Smutlancer Podcast is produced weekly, except during those times when we finally admit we need a mini vacation. Show notes are found at thesmutlancer.com. When you're ready to take your smutlancing career to a new level, join the Smutlancers community on Patreon. For as little as $5 per month, you can ask questions, get answers, and interact with both Molly and Kayla and an entire community of other people who create content about sex and want to get paid to do it. Head over to patreon.com slash thesmutlancers. That's patreon.com slash thesmutlancers to learn more. Hello, everybody. Kayla Lords back for episode 57. It is just me, which kind of makes me a little sad. I really enjoy recording with Molly. It feels very strange to sit down by myself at a microphone. Uh, also, I like sitting down at a microphone to just turn it on and start talking. Um, today's topic, um, you would have noticed from the title when you downloaded it or clicked play or whatever, is about connection and relationships um, in your business and your work and your smut lancing life, like however you want to sort of put that. Um, said in another way, which is not my preferred way to say it because it makes me want to sort of break out in social anxiety hives, is networking. Um, and I think that the media and society and sort of larger culture have um, given us this idea of what it means to network. It usually involves standing around in a room filled with strangers, holding, um, a not so great glass of wine or a watered down diet Coke, which would probably be my preference and trying to make idle chit chat, uh, with people we barely know. Um, I don't know about y'all. That sounds like my personal version of hell. If there is a hell, it's one of the rings networking in that way is definitely a ring of hell. Um, and I always sort of thought, oh, well, I'm not a networker. I can't just go. I, one, I work online and we work in adult content. So it's not like there's a chamber of commerce meeting to go to on a Wednesday afternoon, um, like there are for other industries or other businesses. Um, so I sort of, I think at some point decided one, yay, I never have to network. Um, but two, as I started seeing some of the benefit and, and the ways other people in vanilla careers and vanilla industries were, were getting to know people and making connections, um, and forging relationships I sort of went, well, how are, how, how am I going to make connections that build my business? How are other people doing it? Um, are there ways to meet up with other people who do the work you do or uh, representatives of brands um, that you want to potentially work with um, beyond Twitter and the internet. Of course there are. Eroticon, hello, hello, Eroticon 2020 uh, in London. I highly recommend if you can get there um, because then you're talking to other people who kind of do what you do or want to be doing what you do and you get to meet representatives from across the spectrum of adult content and adult brands. Um, and then there are others. I know as I'm recording this right now, Woodhull is going on. There's a lot that goes on there. I've never been. Um, 
And I know there's a lot of education, but of course there's an opportunity to meet people and make those connections. Um, if you happen to live in a larger uh, area like New York City or a big city, maybe like London, I see this with my UK friends all the time, meetups get planned and people get together and it's great. And of course, that is absolutely a valid way to make connections to sort of help move your personal, personal, <laughs> help move your professional life along. Um, those were not the connections and the relationships I was thinking of when this topic came to me though. Um, and it came kind of in a flash as I sent an email to Allie, who works with Hot Octopus. Hot Octopus is amazing. Allie is amazing. Um, and I was giving them a little bit of information and, and sharing something that I was doing for another site. And I thought, wow, the world is very small, which I think as, as we all sort of get older and live a little bit more life, we sort of see that for ourselves in general. Um, the sex writing world, this creating content about sex, regardless of the type of content, is smaller than we think. It's also larger than we think. I am every day coming across new bloggers and creators I, I didn't know were out there and I've been around for seven or eight years. So, um, but, so let me tell you about this connection that, that made me think of this topic. And it takes us beyond the networking ring of hell and into what you can do if you are like me and you are a creator who is primarily working from home. You almost never go out. I get to go out once a year and go to London. And uh, not to um, upset any of my UK friends, you might not see me in 2020. And that makes me sad right now. And we're sitting in 2019. Um, so how how do you make these connections and get the benefits of you know, quote unquote networking, if you never get to go to these things, if you don't have the um, financial ability to go to a Woodhull or an Eroticon, or, and, or you're so new that you um, can't necessarily get to these places, or you don't live in an area that has meetups and ways to get to know other people. Uh, all I can tell you is how I've done it. Um, and truly, it was purely by accident. Um, but it is powerful. And if you can figure out your way forward with this, um, it will help you build your business, whatever your business is. Writing, audio, graphics, doesn't matter. Um, so here was sort of the thing that came to me. All that said, right, we're five or six minutes and I'm just not getting to it, sorry y'all. Um, so I started writing for Kinkly, kinkly.com, in 2015. Um, I pitched a couple of ideas. I was still new to pitching. I was very nervous about pitching, but I wanted to talk about kink. It was part of my plan to start writing as Kayla Lords, not just doing vanilla freelance work. Pitched a couple ideas. They accepted them. I started writing for them. I think I was pitching a couple of times a month. They didn't always take every idea I had, um, but I got to a point where I, I had some some income being generated almost every month because Kinkley was like, yeah, sure, we'll take that pitch. Go ahead and write it for us. Um, and I just did what I still do today, you know, pitch an idea, get the due date, get it in by the due date. Now I am a person who works right up to that due date. If the due date is August 1st, you will see it on August 1st. You will not see it on July 29th or something. I just, I don't work that way. Um, I wish I worked that way. I don't work that way. Um, and 
that was fine. That was part of a lot of other things I was doing. I was just a writer pitching ideas like many people I know in the sex writing world. Um, I think it might have been 2016, but several months after that, they kind of figured out that I kind of knew about BDSM. I could write about kink. Hello, I was writing for Kinkly. Everything I've ever pitched, um, other than a couple of masturbation pieces, has been about BDSM. Usually what it's like to be a submissive or something I've experienced as a submissive person in a relationship. They approached me and said, hey, can you write some pieces we need you to write? You know, there's a couple of big long ones. Here's a couple of sponsor posts. And it wasn't because I was somehow special. It was just because they liked my writing style. I have no doubt they reach out to other writers. This is not Kayla Lords talking about how she's special. I'm sure I'm one of several writers they have reached out to, people they could depend upon, people that whose style they liked, people who could hit a deadline, right? And so by just being as best I could in the beginning, a professional based on what that means to me, they liked me well enough they wanted to continue working with me. Now, I did that, I did that a few times, and then I got out of pitching article ideas. That, I can do it, I will sometimes still do it, but it's not, it's too uncertain for me. Um, I'd rather work with a steady client or know that I have a steady writing gig. Um, maybe I have to give the idea, but I know that um, the client and I will workshop until we get the ideas they want. And I know I'm going to write something in that month. I can count on that money. Um, so pitching publications, I can do it, but it's not my favorite. So I stopped. And I think in 2017, I've wrote very little for Kinkley. I don't remember pitching much unless they put out a call to all the writers they had and said, hey, we could really use some ideas. And I'm like, ah, can I come up with something? Yeah, sure. Um, and then we started sort of working a little bit together. They might have a sponsor post that was specific to a kink thing. And maybe I was somebody that was on their short list and they would reach out to me. And then I got an opportunity at the, I don't know, the end of 2018, early 2019, um, to write some regular spots on new sex toys that Kinkley was going to start featuring on Kinkley's new sex toy um, shop. And they said, hey, would you be willing to help us with this, help us write these, um, go tell us what's out on the market that you think would fit our brand and then we'll we'll work together on this. I'm like, yeah, sure. And I did not even expect to get a byline for it. I figured it would be ghostwritten because this was more sales copy than it was, hey, let me give you some life advice. Um, but I got, I, they put my name on it, so even better. I always love when I get to see my name on something. So, okay, that's my relationship with Kinkley. And how did I form that relationship with them. I sought them out. I was reading their site um, well before I was published on it, well before I was writing it. I liked the content they were sharing. I liked the idea of a site that was sort of friendly and seemed open and seemed sort of not all this, you know, dark black and red you see on all these sex websites. Like it's brightly colored and it looks inviting and you kind of want to click around. And I liked that. I liked that about them and I wanted to be associated with them. So I started that relationship, not with the, I'm going to form a relationship with Kinkley, but hey, I just want to write for them. This is part of my writing goals. Fast forward four years and now 
for right now at least, because you can never predict how long these things will last, I have a steady-ish writing gig with them once or twice a month, which is fine with me. Um, and it's something that I don't mind writing and they like how I do it and I work well with the editor and it's, it's just fine, it's fine. Well, one of the things I wrote um, this month as I'm recording this was a, a piece, um, a profile of the new toy from Hot Octopus, the digit, the finger vibrator. And I, what full disclaimer, I received weeks ago, a brand new digit I, in exchange for a review. I've reviewed it. I wrote a written review on my personal site. I did a video review for Loving BDSM. I have like blown up about this toy. I love this toy. I am not unbiased about it. I love this freaking toy. Um, and I've talked about it anywhere I can and it's been great. So without knowing that the editor I work with at Kinkly said, Hey, we want to also feature the digit from Hot Octopus in our store. Do you mind doing a write up about it? I said, Oh my gosh, I don't mind writing about it. Also, I have personal experience with it. One, is that a problem? Two, do you care if I add some of my own sort of insight? Cause I sort of write from a distance on most of these profiles that I do because I have not tried a toy. It's like, here's the information about it. Let me make it sound appealing to somebody who might want to try it. This one was, oh no, I've tried it. I can tell you what this thing feels like. And they loved that idea. They're like, yeah, great. And that's when I sort of realized how things come full circle because I wrote it, I wrote it with pure joy because I love the company Hot Octopus. I love the digit. I could add my own true perspective to this particular profile. And hopefully most of that survives the editing process. Um, and then I had the trust of Kinkly to be able to do that. And then as I'm, I don't usually spend time on the Hot Octopus website. I have other websites to be on. And I found like a little error or something with my name attached to it. So I mess, I emailed you know, my good friend, Allie, who I have met many times at Eroticon, and we've talked many, many times through email. And we, you know, we get along. I, I say good friend, I'm acting like they're like my bestie or something. No, but we, we do get along. And, and I really like Allie and their partner, Alex. And I feel like I kind of like, yeah, we got good vibes. So I was able to say, because of all these connections and the hyper-connectivity of all of these things, I was like, okay, do you mind see if we can get that fixed? Because my name is attached to that error. And they were like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Yes, of course we'll fix it, which was great. And then I said, oh, by the way, I don't know when it's going to be published. I don't know. I don't know any of that. But I just wrote a profile for the digit for Kinkly, which of course will help Hot Octopus as well. I just wanted to let you know, they said they didn't mind that if I was really enthusiastic about my love for the digit. And that was when it sort of struck me that two things that are common, you know, have something clearly in common. Kinkly is a website about sex and kink that happens to be selling sex toys and Hot Octopus is a sex toy maker and brand. The only, they have plenty in common without me at all. But here I was in the middle of this connection. I had forged in different ways for different reasons, connections with both of these companies. And here I was bringing them together in a way that everybody benefits. Everybody is getting a little something from this, right? So maybe, add a little bit of hubris here, maybe the way I wrote this profile for Kinkly will help sell a few digits through the Kinkly sex toy store and Kinkly will get a little bit of extra income. Oh, and then Hot Octopus gets the sales and the fact that they're moving product and the, their new digit is doing wonderfully. And I get to be a part of that. 
And how did I get to be a part of that? Because of the connections and the relationships I've forged over the years, not because I go up to somebody and like do a virtual handshake and I'm all kind of slimy and hey, don't you wanna work with me? I'm the greatest, Ugh, that's just gross. I just did the work and I shared what was true about me and true to me. And when I could be enthusiastic about something, I was and I always hit a deadline and I was just myself. So the there's no lesson in that, I think. I'm not somehow special in any of that. I know plenty of people who could tell their own version and maybe even with better connections or better outcomes than I have. My point is, is that you have to have the skill of whatever it is you're doing. And for anybody who's now freaking out, I'm not skilled enough. That's what you're thinking to yourself. The skill comes with time and with the actual practice of doing the thing you're doing. So if you're on day one, the skill you'll have on day 365, you there will be a, a marked difference, but you don't get the skill until you start doing the thing. Um, you have to have the skills. You have to do the work, right? You also have to be professional, which means you have to hit your deadlines and you have to communicate. So if there's a problem with the deadline, you have to reach out and go, ah, we have a problem. It, can we make this work? And if they say yes, great, then you live up to whatever your changes and you changed a deadline or you did something different and then you, you hit that. Or when they go, no, that won't work for us, you accept it gracefully and either try to find another path forward or you go, mm, okay, maybe this time isn't great for me. You don't deliver shoddy work and you don't deliver it late with no communication. You will be remembered, but it will not be in the way you wanna be. But it's also about just being there. So I have done a lot of introspection lately on how much time I'm spending on social media because I think it's a double-edged sword. Um, social media is a time suck, okay? Social media is a distraction. Social media uh, it can induce anxiety and depression and all kinds of just not great feelings. But also, at the same time, social media is a great way to connect. It's a great way to get your content out there. It's a great way to grow an audience. It's a great way to be seen as somebody who is in this community of sex content creators and who is working in this community and doing stuff and wants to be doing stuff and getting to know people. Like it is both at the same time. And so trying to find the balance of how much time to give, how little time to give is difficult. And as much as there's a part of me that wants to just shut it all down and go, yeah, yeah, it's there, I'll auto post and auto share my content, but I don't really wanna look at it. I also know that some of the connections I've made, I would never have had if I hadn't spent time on Twitter being goofy. You know, I, I know that. So um, while you're probably not gonna find me telling you that you should spend all your time on Twitter or Facebook or wherever, there is a value to it. There is a value to having conversations with people. There is a value to sharing other people's content. If there is a brand you really like, or they're doing something you really like, or they have written content you really like, there is value in participating with that content, sharing it, writing about it, talking to them on Twitter, whatever it is, there's value there. What we have to be careful of is that it is not a one-for-one one value. It is not, well, I retweeted all of your blog posts, so now shouldn't you hire me to be your freelance writer? That is not how it works. And if you go into those interactions um, with that mindset, 
you are not going to get anywhere. Um, most people have a pretty good nose for insincere BS. Like they can tell when somebody, we're not all perfect. You can't, I mean, you know, a narcissist could probably like play us, but the average person can tell that the average person is not being authentic. Authenticity is something you feel, I think, more than anything, more than you hear it, more than you read it. It is a feeling that somebody gives you. So if you're trying to make connections, maybe with other bloggers, maybe with brands, maybe with whoever, you do need to be your authentic self. You do need to be the professional that you are um, or that you want to be. And you do need to do good work, but you also need to, and this is, you know, I think back to, well, how did I begin with Kinkley? How did I begin with Hot Octopus? Um, and with Hot Octopus, I'm an affiliate of theirs and I get a lot, a lot of their products for review. Like that's a connection we have. And they've, they've paid me a few affiliate commissions because affiliate sales are so hard sometimes. Y'all I'm just, it is. Um, but I adore them and I engage with their content when I can. And I just, I love Hot Octopus and I'm like ridiculous in sharing that. And I'm pretty sure somebody rolls their eyes every time they see me saying something about Hot Octopus. It is fine. I, I own it. I don't care. Um, and all of those connections started small with Kinkly because that was a site I wanted to be associated with. I came to them. I had to prove myself to them. I still have to prove myself to them. That's the other thing. Once you have those connections and relationships with these brands that you want, you can't take that for granted. You still have to prove yourself. You still have to work for it every single time. So just because they like my content and, or something about me, I mean, I'm, I'm making an assumption there, whatever they like about me enough to have reached out with potential opportunities doesn't mean I get to rest on my laurels. What it means is now I have to maintain and what I've done for them and then surpass it. I need to make it worth it to them to continue the relationship. So I have to hit my deadlines and I have to produce good content. And when I get something back with an edit, I have to you know, do what I can to give them the content that they want. Um, the nice thing is because I've done all of that work up to now and we'll continue doing that kind of work with them um, where we have that kind of connection and relationship. If I say, if they tell me, Hey, we'd like to edit you to edit it this way. I have the goodwill and the reputation now to be able to say, Hey, I see what you're saying. Uh, what do you think about this? And to suggest an al alternative, they may, they still have their, you know, their side of their content. They can tell me no, but they may also take that under advisement and they may go, actually, that's a good idea. Go ahead. That's the kind of thing when you build these connections and these relationships. Um, I am learning more and more as an editor on the editing side over at The Big Fling, uh, thebigfling.com, a uh, little shameless plug there, always looking for writers, um, that it is important. I have, I've gotten pitches from people that because of how past uh, articles went, you know, whether they skipped a deadline or they, you know, just different things they've done. I know how quickly I'm going to look at their pitch or not look at their pitch. Um, I know that that might be a pitch that I'm probably going to like file away and not worry about. Um, and the writers who are on top of it, who, uh, communicate, who send me clearly what is their best work. Um, 
their pitches are going to go to the sort of the top of my list. I can't accept every pitch I get, but I'm going to give those pitches a little, little bit more attention because I know about the writer I'm getting. I've got that connection with them. They've done good work for me. And so maybe, you know, my thinking is they'll likely do good work for me again. And so I'm understanding that side of it now. Um, and that's an important thing to think about. It, it, it's hard for me to sort of say, do these three easy steps and this is, this is what'll happen because it doesn't work that way. Um, it's an equal focus or an equal amount of importance on both the quality of the work you do and the consistency, the consistency of sort of being there, of being a, a known quantity, um, whether that's in private conversations with you and editors where you're pitching article ideas or the, pe the people you're working with, with a brand and constantly being that person that they can kind of depend on and so that they know, hey, if I reach out to so-and-so, even if they can't do it for me this time, I'm gonna hear back, I'm gonna, we'll be able to have a conversation, I can, I can depend on this person, I can rely on this person. Um, but sometimes you, people don't even know you exist until you're out there in a broader sense too. It's kind of, I don't know, I don't have any words of wisdom. I just know that I'm realizing that while the standard stereotype of networking is a personal hell of mine, there is something to be said for forging relationships, creating connection, getting to know people, um, and not in that fake gross way, just in the, what I want people to know about me is that I'm, I am who I say I am and I can deliver the work. Like, what is it you want from me? And if I agree to do it, yeah, I can do that. And you're gonna be, even if you need changes, you're gonna be happy with it. Even if it's slightly imperfect, you're still happy with it. I'm gonna make your life a little easier because I sent it to you without needing a lot of editing or I sent it to you on time or I provided feedback and my own expertise and thoughts and we created a better thing together because we worked together on it. And that's the kind of connections and relationships that um, I've been, I'm gonna say lucky, cause I don't think there's any like talent to it. I think sometimes it is sheer luck to be in the right place at the right time. And for the person on the other end of that email or that tweet to go, yeah, I'll pay attention to this person on this day. Um, but the luck might get me the attention, but I then, have to bring my skills to bear and my professionalism to earn their trust or earn their respect and earn that relationship. So then it is something that can be beneficial to both sides going forward. And that's the other thing to remember, this relationship or this connection, if you're trying to build it with a brand or you're trying to build it with other people who do what you do so that you have this kind of community or whatever it is, it's gotta be mutually beneficial. It's It's gotta be, it can't be you take, 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 and the other side just give, give, give. That, that gets very exhausting, very tiring, very quickly. If you find that you're on the end of that with a brand or um, another person, you know, a colleague or whatever, and you're constantly giving and they're constantly taking and you receive nothing from this connection beyond a lot of headaches and a lot of stress and a lot of ugh, um, it's not a good connection. And you can try and fix it if you want or, um, you can disconnect, you can cut that off um, because these things only work on a personal level or professional level when it's mutually beneficial.
got both parties got to get something from it. Um, that might sound mercenary. That might sound very um, much like a transaction. Um, and it is. It helps when the two sides genuinely like respect one another. You might not be best friends. You might not go out for drinks. You might not. what, But you respect each other. You respect the work. You respect what they're trying to do. Um, nobody's perfect ever. Um, but, but those things are, are important. And I guess I just want to make sure that while yes, you got to pitch and pitch and pitch and pitch to finally get, you know, a, an idea accepted and you gotta, yeah, you gotta meet your deadlines and you gotta do the hard work and you gotta spend the time and you gotta build the audience and whatever your goals are. Yes, you've got to do all those things, but it is also important to think about the relationships you're forging with people who do what you do. Um, because you never know when you're uh, going to be mentioned by somebody. I do that a lot. I have like a, a short list of other sex writers that I know can deliver the goods. I know the writing's good. I know it's going to be on time. I know I know that I could, I could say, yes, if you reach out to that person, I don't know if they'll accept the job you're offering, but I know they could deliver it. Um, I've got a short list of those people because I can't do everything that people want me to do, nor do I want to do everything that people want me to do. And so when somebody comes to me and says, Hey, could, could you take on this writing job? Could you write for my site? And I go, no, I don't, I don't have that bandwidth right now, but here's a short list of people that if you're looking for somebody, I know they could do the job if, whether they accept or not, it's up to them. Um, and that's the other part of connection and relationships. Um, because you don't ever know when somebody will think of you and, will say, no, you should reach out to such and such. They could do this job for you. And on the flip side, you should be doing that yourself. There will be times where you'll hear about something that you know that that's not what you want to do or you're not good for that or whatever. Well, who do you know that you could recommend that might be willing to do it? It's all, The choice is always theirs. But you are then a point of connection and potentially both sides will remember that. Um, a The person who came to you or that you reached out to and said, hey, I see that you're looking for a writer who can talk about this. Um, I know some people, you might wanna talk to them. Um, I like to try to give my friends a heads up <laughs> and go, hey, uh, by the way, if such and such reaches out to you, um, I think they're legit, I sent them your way. Um, so that people aren't like, who is this person in my inbox asking for this? Are they real? Because that is always a thing um, many of us have to worry about. Um, but that's the other benefit to the connections and the relationships we forge. And so, no, we don't have to stand around a, um, a cold room with strangers and network to do those things, to build our business, to to build our audience, to grow as a smutlancer. Um, but sometimes we just need to be out there doing the work and when it's right for us, um, having those conversations and creating those connections and doing them with full authenticity, with genuine connection, not a, hey, I'm gonna go talk to this person and they're totally gonna give me everything I want and won't that be great? If I say this nice thing to this brand, surely they're, they'll hire me now. If that's the attitude you come at it with, you're more than likely gonna fail. Um, but if it's with this air of, I'm trying to be helpful, I wanna be professional, I just wanna make some damn money, I'm willing to reach out first because these people don't even know I'm alive yet, that was me with Kinkley, they didn't know who I was. 
that you know no clue and there I was like here are my sad little ideas I hope you like them and they liked one you know and then I was consistent and I did I repeated you know find what works with a, a brand or a company you're trying to create a relationship with and then rinse and repeat you know keep doing that thing until you've taken the time to build that relationship and some of those relationships are years in the making started writing for kinkley in 2015 i really think it was 2015 and here 2019 after a good year 18 month dry spell of not really writing anything for them you know our relationship evolved in another way so you also have to have patience when you um, start down this path and you start sort of looking at the connections you could be making and or deciding that you want to make connections some people don't some people want to be completely independent and they want to just do their own thing and they don't want to work with other brands or they don't want to write for other people or what that's cool there's no requirement that you do but um, if part of your work means that you want to get your name on somebody else's website or you want somebody to send you a product or you want somebody to pay you for what you do, there's gonna be some relationship building. There's gonna be some, some connectivity between you and companies or you and other people. And it can be a big part in building your business and then maintaining it and maintaining your income and maintaining whatever else it is that you're trying to build. So that is what I wanted to talk about this week. I'm not quite sure how helpful it was. I hope it did not sound like a humble brag. That would really bother me if it did. I'm just saying. And my head is in a weird space this week. So of course my my head is going to go, that was totally a humble brag. You just humble brag for 30 minutes. God, I hope not. Anyway, um, thank y'all for listening. Uh, next week, it will be Michael and Molly sharing their wisdom. Um, hope you tune in for that. Uh, if you are a smut lancer who is trying to make a smut lancer income and do the smut lancer things, um, don't forget to join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash the smut lancers. Uh, we're calling it the smut lancers community. If you hear a humming, that's my air conditioner turning on. Um, and different tier levels, different access, but all with the idea of giving you the help that you need. So would love to see there. Um, and for anything else, just go to thesmutlancer.com where there's lots of good info. Okay, that's it for me this week. I will talk to y'all soon. Mm -hmm.